Outlaws of Rock. That's us. Episode 344. That's the episode. Yes. <laughs> Who's that character from uh, that jail movie? The jail. said jail movie. <laughs> jail movie. <laughs> There's like a million jail oh, movies. Shawshank. Oh, Shawshank. 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 It's uh, Shawshank Redemption. Shawshank Redemption. Yeah. That guy. Yeah. That movie was very good. I had never seen it. My wife literally almost shot me in half with her fists. It's an absolute treat. I I just didn't want to watch it. It's heavy. <laughs> yeah, that's probably why. It is. It's it's dark, but it's heavy. like yeah. so smart. It's like the the movie The Sting. Did you ever see the movie The Sting? That I think I actually did see a movie. Um, it, it's got that. School. It's got that like that vibe like it's got and it's just got a feel-good ending i just you know like the academy awards always show tim robbins and poop just uh, just coming out like i don't want to watch that. yeah that's feces yeah sometimes you just gotta watch the movie and forget he's good in it that's all that matters right yeah like he's good in it Morgan you know Freeman, he's it? always great yeah and he's the one who narrates he right? so you know it's good yeah you can't go wrong man no man and that just busted open his narration career yeah it's true Shush. <laughs> busted that shit open like a high school kegger oh damn getting all over it you just broke the keg it's everywhere it's everywhere Surely broke the keg kick his ass <laughs> Ooh, we got a we got a track now this track is a um psycho positive been playing them for a while. Great band. Uh, this is their new track. And um, Red Knee Socks, first thing you think of is Catholic school. And that's that's exactly what you should think of. Okay. That's what you yeah. should because that's what it's about. That's good. Um, I think it's yeah, just okay. came, it came out today. Feeling, feeling kind of creepy, but it's all right. No, in a good way, though. Not in a Britney Spears way. Okay. In a good way. In a good, in a good psychedelic new york rockway oh i like that yeah okay yeah All like right. you're thinking of them yeah you're walking up the upper miss uh, same people who did gummy league. bear if you remember that one yeah yeah yeah, yeah it was yeah. a big hit it was on all of our charts yeah yeah Tran it, trans sister right is the uh she's she's the leader of that right uh that she's one of the people in the band right. i don't know if they have a designated leader i feel That's like sorry, i feel like singer. lead singer yeah. i feel like i feel like they're they they're like equal because of the name psychopositive and the type of music they make right okay she's an iron worker man. she like uh she builds jewelry dude she does sweet yeah she showed us like uh a blade that she made that's right you she, guys got to uh, check that out ring uh, not just rings but knives blades with the crystal handle. Amazing. Yeah, yeah you got to check that out. So cool. Very cool. Julie. Julie. Julian. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And that's at, yeah, check that out. And so, but yeah, so great track. Psycho Positive. Brand new tonight. And after that, I did a dramatic pause. Another, a band that's new to the show. Yeah. Whereas Psycho Positive has been on the show multiple times and we love to have them norwegian soft kitten full moon raging it's everything you want it to be yeah wow. you're about to be in a double treats matter of fact you know what let's play one more and it'll be like a ice cream sandwich shit man and then the north rocks with september rain well that's pretty so you got psycho positive red knee socks norwegian soft kitten 
full moon raging, and then the North rocks with September rain. I just made you an ice cream sandwich, rock and roll ice cream sandwich. Whatever flavors in your head is what it tastes like. Oh shit! Yeah, that's now, what's Green cool Day, about it. Green Day wants September to end, but North rocks wants you to accurately just have it rain. It should just rain. Well, it's raining in a lot of the country right now. Yes, so. it's fall. First yeah. day of fall. It's no hurricane. yesterday. Yeah, I think you know what it's, is. Puerto Rico getting they're getting bombarded it's very it's very yes we're coming into the rainy season that's right where the leaves are all weird I always like the name Fiona but now I don't I know why'd they do that to Fiona Apple I know what the fuck by the way I was jamming some I went found like the essential Fiona Apple you found the essential ones yeah it's it's an it's really trippy she did a lot of very 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 trippy music later on in her career pretty damn heavy she she is heavy she's She's an artist and she is heavy and when you first saw her you're like oh look at that little cute thing how much depth does she have and she's like freaking a black hole of depth she's yeah she's dark matter for sure (laughs) she she may she may check these tracks out
lost in the castle Deep in the night time In closest blackness Down in the darkness How it devours The ravens come for me Faded away, I 
to my castle Deep in the night time In closest blackness Down in the darkness How it devours The ravens come for me
The North Rocks with September Rain, Norwegian Soft Kitten with Full Moon Raging, and our buddy Psycho Positive with Red Knee Socks. Fire Follows with The Puppeteer is the track that we'll be playing for you next. And when we come back from it, it's Big Jim's Wild Card. Standing in the heart of the devastation, looking out for evacuation. When they say I've cropped my strings, they'll call the puppeteer. Shot down by a generation, tongue tied in a twisted nation. Fill the sky with every light you have. It just got me out of here. Are you watching now? Or are you still asleep? The virus has infected everything. How do we stop it now? The roots are in so deep. I'm feeling the fucking air we breathe. Follows last time? Hmm? I didn't say fellows. Yeah, yeah, follows. Okay, good. I'm just making sure. Right. Then I said yeah, it. You got I said this. it. You're we'll right. just leave that in. Let's leave that in. You leave it in. Leave you can, it in. You can edit, self-edit. 
you know, you say a band's name wrong, it's not a good time. Well, how many times did the guy, you know, playing from, you know, fucking local college radio station in the East Bay and up north? A million. Yeah, you, know, you know, go like, oh, you know, Metallica. Yeah. You know, no, every time. Every single time. Yes. Metallica. Thanks. Yes, why don't I don't show myself that type of grace? <laughs> I think you're doing fine. We get this shit yeah. right. Sometimes, honestly, it's my poor penmanship. And that I don't apologize yeah, for. See, well, you don't even have chicken scratch. It's just, it's I, just, I know. just, I'm tight. I write tight circles write and what tight. have you. Yeah. What are you going to do? You know, I can't, I can't read it all the time. I'm not going to lie. I've tried to read your. Sometimes on, it's on hard. Air, it was hard. Sometimes. Live. And we used to do the show very live. It's all because I'm, you know, I'm just trying to keep it a little disguised in case someone breaks into our lair to try to bust us for playing all this sweet so rock music. You just put like, what is that? Like try to Da Vinci that shit, da give Vinci it some coded up. Coded, oh, that's smart. Yeah. So then later in future generations, they can find it and get a fucking one of those machines, the fucking, what are the Enigma machines or whatever, and figure out my codes. Oh yeah, yeah. The, uh, the oh, God damn it. Yeah, it's called something. I think it's someone's last name. I can't Ro think Roxanne of it. Roxanne Stone. No. <laughs> Roxanne. <laughs> Everybody's drinking that tonight. Oh, Rosetta. Rosetta Stone. Is that what you mean? It shows all languages and you decipher. Yeah, decipher it's a stuff. yeah, like when it they it was big in World War One or two, and it, it was like a that's what they used to decipher. That's what they'll need. Now I told. Now everybody knows. Shit. Now I got to redo it all. Yeah. Well, <laughs> let's go back to the tank. I got to redo it all. Submarine. Fire follows the puppeteer. That was good. That was how that was all inspired. We're up to Big Jim's wild card. I did a little Sean Connery there. The band is less. The song is negative authority, and it is on the heavier side. And I mean that in the best way possible. Scared. Big Jim would have dug it. I'm scared. Hey, my dad. Big Jim. What's uh? What are Pantera's greatest hits? I don't know, Dad. I don't think they had it. They were just literally like it, it, it only like released for a year, and your dad's already asking. But he was like, "What? What are their greatest hits?" I'm like, "Did they even get to?" I mean, I'd have to look at. I we have to look it up. But I like, did they? Did Pantera even get to a place where they were like number three on the top ten is "Walk" by Pantera? They, you know what's funny is I think they they're the only metal band that did. With like what? Uh, We're looking it up. We're yeah, looking it up yeah. after. Big well, Jim's wild card. You say that because I, I think you just self-consciously knew that. You knew it. What? They're, they're on. They're on some sort of chart. I got like they like so like yeah. The one hit would have been the greatest hit. Everything sure? else no, is just like yeah. like like I said to him. I'm like, just get vulgar display of power. That's why I said. I'm like, just get that one. You'll yeah. be all right. But then. That's not necessarily true. No, but, Cowboys from Hell's got good but shit. You're right, because it's like it's like the bad of Michael Jackson's bad is vulgar vulgar display of power. Or thriller. Yeah, you're on a good probably more <clears> Michael thriller. Jackson had many. Yeah, he did. He had like he did. those but two like, albums. Every song was actually every single song. A chartable song. Yeah. I think that's true in the in the bad. Yeah. Which wasn't even that great of a song. No, awful. Compared, compared. I love that. Was make a change on that one? Was that the one after? I don't remember, but that one's a, that's a good one. He just goes off on it. He does so many Michael Jacksonisms on that one. What? 
You lost me, but I'm in. All I need to know is I make a change. That's I'm making a change. I think you're right. Because the one after was fucking white. Yeah. With Malikali Kalukin. Yeah, and Norm. And Norm from Cheers. What the fuck was Norm doing? Ah, they hired him. He was like a single dad in that music video. They, 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 yeah, they probably, well, you know. He was always making a statement, but like the, the, yeah, he was probably McCulkin was already hanging out at the ranch doing the, the roller coasters and what have you. Yeah, and so he, he was an easy one, but I bet you they paid went wasn't that his name? George went, was that his name? Oh, I hope. Yeah. George went yep. uh, with the T right. Yeah. Yeah. I hope, I hope they paid him the, the cheers money because he mm. was on that show for a long time. So Mr. Yeah. Peterson, right? No, what was his name? Mr. Mr. Peterson. Nah. What was his name? Mailman called. Hey, uh, hey, Nomi. Hey, Norm. Hey, Norm. Hey, yeah, that was great. Oh, and yeah, Norm. No, he was Norm. When they'd walk in, they'd all yell Norm. Yeah. And they'd be like, how you doing, Mr. Right. Woody would call him. Yeah, hey, Mr. Hey, whatever. Hey, you Woody. And then he'd drop a liner. Then he'd drop a sick one like, it's a dog eat dog world and I'm wearing milk bone underwear. That was actually one he said. Well, that made Lord. me laugh so hard. Yeah. yeah that show good. still holds up. It does. Big it time. Because they never get weird and political. No, they always stand up for women and Sam always gets yelled at. Yep. And, and there uh, and there's like a they go with the old like there's like the dumb dude, yeah, the 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 cocky athlete, yep. the arrogant. Uh, yeah. Well, when they do, what's her face uh, comes in. I, Christy Alley was oh, great. Amazing. I actually awesome. liked her better. Way better. Because I, I felt I like knew. she was pound for pound his equal absolutely as good an act actress actor comedically she, comedically yeah she had the timing shelly long was great yeah but she still didn't believe her come on working nah. at a fucking bar i'm sorry she would have been like just crying. mortified yeah <laughs> no for real yeah because she, she wouldn't be like, able to handle it yeah like fraser crane was oh you know, fraser he was he was a sadistic maniac it's a sociopath. Oh, he was so good. We're just hanging out. Sure. So good. Yeah. Mr. Peterson, that was his name. How's it going, Mr. Peterson? Hey, how you doing, Mr. Peterson? It's a doggy. Woody, it's a doggy dog world. I'm wearing milk bone underwear. <laughs> then he'd just sit there and get, they'd already have his, his half a beer poured. Yeah. They never got full beers. They never had full because they knew it was just going to go back down. <laughs> and they didn't want, they didn't want to risk the head because the fucking PAs would probably scream at him. <laughs> well, filling it back up, fucking. Dude, it's all Hollywood. Went, it's all come on, went less wow. negative authority. We went all around the block on that one. These guys are fucking great. Check them out. You can use this song for a lot of stuff. You could work out to it. You could either way, it's getting you fired up. Getting you back to the gym. Getting you back to the gym doing mad reps. Oh, look at that. So mad sad. reps. No one can see my arms. Okay, next. We're not talking about it anymore. We're all right. We'll just pretend it's
wild card. And we looked up Pantera, and their highest charting song was I'm Broken. And it went to 19. So there really was, I couldn't really tell my dad any hits. They had other songs that were in the top hundy. You got Planet Caravan. Which is crazy. That's from uh, yeah. Cowboys from Hell, isn't it? I think so. 1994. No, it must have oh. been from, from that oh, same album. Fucking vulgar display? No, from... from uh, oh, Far Beyond Dream. Yeah. Holy shit. I don't even remember that song in that. That's fucking crazy. Anyway. And then Walk made it to 35, which that should have been a one. Yeah. And then Mouth for War, weird. Yeah. Made I mean, it to 73. I didn't even remember that song being out as a single. Crazy song. Crazy song. But holy shit. Yeah, it's shocking to hear. So you like see that. You actually see that in like, you know. As well. big as they are. Like as big as, you know, that band is. Yeah. They never had a top 10 hit crazy yeah it really is i mean that was the that's still huge huge yeah it's still big yeah They're still big they made a lot of money those guys it's good stuff post-profit we're all monsters stunt driver with red hood and killer kings with goodbye so long right now check them out pantera didn't have a country.
that you want Sway in your mind in a wordless debate We'd like to say we're a perfect mistake We came on the red road to murder of fame The product is now what you think Just a 
King's Goodbye So Long, Stunt Driver, Red Hood, and Post Profit with We're All Monsters. It is a shame that they didn't have a top 10, but they're so big, so it doesn't even matter. Yeah. Like Deftones, another one. We should look them up too next. Let's look them up next. Like Deftones, I wonder if they ever had a top 10 hit. If they did, it was Shove It. Oh, you think so? Yeah, because that's when new metal was huge, even though Deftones have far, like, transcended new the new metal label but like they they like that was a pretty big one i remember that being a big a big track interesting yeah yeah you know they were huge i mean they still are but like it's crazy to zero know. number ones oh that's that's albums though these are right. their albums. Yeah, these are the albums so their album went to number two that's the highest they ever got up the charts pantera made it number one with that album uh, far beyond driven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's wild to see that. Wow. What the fuck, man? It's like it was so, so many kids or people were buying far beyond driven that it made it to number one. But the resistance of the of the radio stations to probably play a track as heavy as I'm broken made it so it never really charted. I bet it didn't get the right amount of exposure. You know, you're right. My own stuff. Shove it. It made, isn't that the Yeah. It made it. Yeah. It was a charting single from uh, around, yeah, around the fur. Yep. Over that, the top 200, man. Yeah. Cause it's I remember it made it to 29. It's fucking huge. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I remember it being, but that, but, but like we're talking, that's the weird part. We're talking about the Deftones. We're talking about Pantera. These are huge bands, bands that like bands are like using them for inspiration right yeah and they didn't even have a top 10 that's fucking crazy you know cream rises to the top biggest exactly literally the biggest bands in the world are still being like fought for to get into the uh, rock and roll hall of fame it's so hard for them to a lot of bands like they were saying even like uh what was it uh they were shocked fucking dio was like oh yeah out of black sabbath like you didn't include him i know i know it's it's weird because like the best way to the best way to know really and that's why you know we're this underground rock show it's what the people like is what really is going to be around forever it's that's what it's about people loved deftones people loved pantera people loved you know these certain devo uh, not D.O. Devo, the band Devo. I was talking yeah. to someone earlier they, about they it. Were. Like, like, uh, oh, they had Whip It, though, which was number oh, number one hit. Yeah. Okay, so they're not the yeah. best example. But my point is, these bands that people love are still around and still pulling huge crowds. And that's what it's about. That's what the people like. So Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, better listen to the people because that's, that's who should go in, you know? And if they want a D.O. Yeah. And why wouldn't you? Exactly. That's that's ridiculous. Jeez, that is heaven, ridiculous. Heaven and Hell was written as a Black Sabbath album. What the fuck's going on? I there? Know. You know. I know. I know. I know. 
homemade ski mask with boogie woogie been a while i know and slum radio with gonna be a riot right now outlaws of rock slum radio gonna be a riot homemade ski mask with boogie woogie that is the end of the set list for this week we will be back after this sponsored message
properly hydrated yeah it's bullshit though man i wish i had a beer we can get you one all right we'll make dreams come true okay we're doing an interview right now yeah we got spencer spencer's here from truce and we're gonna talk about you know some things some things and then we're gonna play a track it's gonna be a good time how you doing brother good man thanks so much for having me man great to see you both for sure we dig your music a lot uh I can tell some of your influences, I think, mm-hmm. I think, and I like all the bands. I can feel some rage in there. I can feel some tones mm-hmm. in there. I can feel some huge. Yeah, I can feel that heat. And it, but it but it but it's not in any way because I feel it's weird to say like to, to compare because it isn't like. But I can tell that like, you know, like when I make my when I make my ma's gravy, it's not the same sauce. Yeah. Right. But it is right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like you could tell I was influenced by that sauce. It's not the same gravy. Hell yeah. You know what I mean? No, I feel All right. But those are amazing bands and uh, you guys put your own spin on it. And it's, I just really dig it. It's great stuff. So thanks so much, man. I fucking, I really appreciate that. And thank you guys for, you know, giving bands like us a platform and that, that shit is not wasted on us whatsoever. So thank you both for the work you put in for sure. 
to say it's our pleasure wouldn't even come close because I get to listen to, I sit here and I smoke my bowl and I listen to all these amazing new bands and it blows my fucking mind every single weekend. I've told so many artists that, but it is the honest to God truth that I, I every weekend I'm like, Oh shit. Like I throw the pencil. I'm like, that's fucking what the fuck band was that again? I got to listen to them for the rest of my life. Yeah. <laughs> and you're one of them. You guys are one of them. Thanks. Um, so let's do a little thing we do called first vinyl, first tape, first CD. Now, the rules are it's supposed to be purchased with your money. But last week I had a realization that I was naming ones that my dad bought me. So <laughs> I fucked up my own thing. But it's not for me. It's for you, Spencer. It's not for me. It's not about me. So what yeah. was the first vinyl? And it doesn't have to be like when you were like 10. I'm saying it could be like last year. What was the first vinyl you ever bought with your money? Uh, first vinyl I ever bought was uh, Beatles White Album. Oh, that yeah. may be the best one out of everything. It is. It is. And it's, I have it, I have it, uh, it played and then I have it framed and it just sits there because I no longer have a record player. But yeah, that was definitely the first one for me. Oh, that's got my guitar gently weeps on. Isn't that what on? Was that on that one? Dude, I got to say, I have this debate with people. Like, there's no question about the genius within the Beatles. But to me, to my ears, all the best tunes were George Harrison songs, man. And that's just me. That's my bias. But, like, I just, that's me. He was the best Beatle. <laughs> and I listen to George Harrison. Like, they have, like, you know, on the playlist things at the, the uh, on Amazon Music or whatever. Mm -hmm. There's one called The Essential George Harrison. Mm -hmm. I listen to it all the time to mellow out. Whenever I'm feeling all fired, like kind of squirrely, kind of tense. Yeah. George Harrison. He's the dude, man. He just he just did something special. I don't know. Just the way he moved around the fretboard and kind of the phrasing that he did. I, I, I really don't think he gets enough play as an individual guitar player. I don't think he gets as much love as he actually deserves. But yeah, man, I couldn't agree with you more. The only song I ever bag on is I got my mind set on you, but I was making fun of, I was just making fun of a couple of weeks ago. I was making fun of all these guys who like were just absolute bangers in the like sixties and seventies. And then yeah. when they got in the eighties are like, let's just do a bunch of cocaine and make songs that kind of fucking blow. And like, like in the uh, look who's talking soundtrack. Well, that probably, that doesn't help it. I know. Like if yeah, you were, if you were a lawyer, yeah, I'd like to rest on, it was in look who's talking three. <laughs> it, was just, it was just so like i don't know it just felt like it wasn't it was everything in the 80s was so catchy yeah. that like they just tried to hook you like we didn't start the fire by billy joel i'm like yeah, yeah. doesn't hold up and you did start the fire actually <laughs> you yeah your generation really did start the fire so i don't know what the <laughs> fuck you're talking about billy <laughs> the white album had yeah while well, my guitar gently weeps also, holy shit, happiness is a warm gun. Oh, what yeah. Album. Oh, it's unbelievable. I, you forget for a second, you know, you're, you know, shit. it's huge too. Like, what's that? Like another one? 30. Yeah, 30 songs. All right, let's Helter go to the Skelter. tape. Oh, God, Helter Skelter. Helter Skelter. Although, I do think YouTube had, or you two had a better version of that. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. I could see that. I don't say that a lot. A lot. The only guy who I think can do Beatles is Joe Cocker. Yeah, honestly, Joe, man, you know, aside from the true stuff, I play with Redmond, the guitarist in Truce. We do some we do some cover shows around our area and it's a means to live. Right. And we do 
we do some Joe Cocker stuff and it just kills, man. Like, like I don't know if you've seen Mad Dog with Soul. I don't know if you've seen the documentary on him, but no. it's on. Dude, watch Mad Dog with Soul. It's his oh, whole. I'm in. It's amazing. It's unbelievable. It's I really, love that really guy. He was like really. He was like watching art. Yeah, like, he was he before. He was just so into it that he's doing weird movements and almost. Yeah. I mean, it was. He's just absolutely and his covers of the Beatles stuff. He gives it a whole different flair. It almost feels like some of they were like written for him. No, I know what you mean, man. And he, he kind of had that all encompassing voice like Mad Dog with Soul. Yes. I feel like it's name for that for that documentary because that's what he was. He was a mad dog. But it's like you put a microphone in front of him and he just spoke everyone's language, man. There was just no not listening to that guy. You know Absolutely. what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Because by with a little help from my friends. Yeah, mm-hmm. That's like my one of my least favorite Beatles songs. But mm-hmm. I love it when he sings it. I completely agree with you. The Beatles version, that's like so kind of poppy and kind of bounces back and forth. And there's like that oboe lead in it and shit. And yeah. then like Bill Cocker comes in and it just comes in like. Yeah. And it's just like a fucking you hit a brick. Like, it's amazing. Dude. It's and such his a great... voice. Yeah. Like his voice in that just takes it to it's almost like uh, makes it a little bit more. Uh, it made way less poppy. Like, oh, way yeah. Less. Like, yeah. Way. But, somehow, but somehow more relatable. You know yeah. what I mean? It, it's, it's an him. incredible. It was yeah. his voice. All right. What was the first tape? Could be also could be a single. A single counts as a tape. First it tape. It could be an eight track, but. Uh, all my first from like from shows when I was young, when I was like 12, 13 stuff. But the first tape I ever bought was the first Foo Fighters record, the self-titled. That Great was the one. first. I think I was in like this, the fifth grade or the sixth grade when I bought that. Was that Everlong was on there? And um, I don't think Everlong was that one. That was, was I that think before Everlong, that one? Color in the Shape. That was the first one that Dave Grohl recorded completely himself. That one had, uh, oh man, that one had, um, oh, for goodness sake, the one with the Mentos Yep. Uh, music yep. video. I can't me. think of it. Either. It had Big Me for all the cows. It had yep. all these weird songs that just Dave did. And that was the first one I remember spending my, like, you know, my putting the garbage out money for sure. Yeah. Yeah. You always remember the ones you buy yourself, unless you're me, then you forget. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. You know what I mean? I don't know why I forgot which one. I, I honestly, I was like, I didn't buy that. My dad bought that for people for Christmas. Yeah. And I've been saying that for years. Yeah. yeah. You learn. You live yeah, and no. learn. First Foo Fighters record, man. And I remember thinking, even at that age, why are the vocals so low on this album? I remember it was weird. And it was like, I don't know. I don't know why they did that. I know that it wasn't exactly like a like a like a high def, like, you know, high definition rig. They mixed that thing on or whatever. But I don't know. I thought that I thought that was a great record. Good enough that it was really coming off of Nirvana. Obviously, I was like, oh, my God, this is this is the drummer and playing guitar. I got to hear this. Right. Me too. So I, That's what I was thinking. It stayed in the Sony Walkman for a long time. Yeah, because good... I was like, I wonder if he's going to sound like Nirvana. And he didn't. Yeah. He didn't. No, no, no. It was way but, more funky than Nirvana. It was. There, was. there was a lot of like, I think he was testing the waters in a lot of areas there because there were some really low dynamic songs on that record. And then there was some like, like 10 out of 10, like just ripping in your face, driving songs that I thought were excellent too. And I just, for him to do it all himself, you know, I thought that was really cool. I thought that Very. was like... I kind of knew the backstory on it before the record had come out. My sister's a bit older than me and she was really into like our underground scene from where I'm from. And she kind of just had her fingers on the pulse of what kind of what was happening. So she kind of said, Hey, did you hear that? So-and-so is doing this record. I was like, what? So I went and got it and uh, didn't disappoint me. It's a great album. Did you ever listen to Probot? No, that was like a side thing he did with a bunch of metal dudes. 
and no there's way. a song on it with Lemmy. Lemmy sings the lead and he's playing drums. What? I can't remember the name. But yeah, even the cover's real dope. It's this creepy ass robot. Get it, cool. Probot. I don't. I think they only did one album, and it's just him with a bunch of gnarly heavy metal guys. That's wicked. I'm definitely digging into that. Yeah, for sure. that's another one that just like you were saying, like uh, the same thing. I was like, Grohl did a did a side project with a bunch of crazy fucking heavy metal dudes. Yeah, I think the dude from Slayers on there, Carrie, uh, Carrie King. Carrie King. Yeah, like I think there's a. It's just it's just and it is 100 high octane like drag race of an album it never that's, slows down it's just speed which i love that probably most of them are on but I'm gonna dig into that point fuck yeah yeah give it a try all right what was, the, what was the first cd dude i'm so proud of this one fucking weird al yankovic man with fucking amish paradise on it dude come on brilliant brilliant can't make this shit up honestly it came out and i was in like Right around the same time, like sixth, seventh grade, something like that. And I just remember seeing the video for Amish Paradise or maybe, sorry, not, yeah, Amish Paradise and just being like, just dying with laughter at it. And I was like, I have to get this record. So I grabbed it. <laughs> that's that's the first CD. Dude's a mad genius. He is a mad genius. They're just, I was looking at the uh, Samsung has all these different video channels and the eighties one was on this morning and the, yeah. his version of uh, our loves in jeopardy that song yeah. I lost on Jeopardy was on there. Yeah. yeah. Like, he matched it. Like he matched that song perfectly. Yeah. Like it's so much like he's really a freaking amazing musician and he his is. lyrics are super clever. Yeah. Super. Like, you know what? I, I've always been amazed at the fact that he could recreate the actual kind of studio tones and the record tones yeah. off of things. You do it like instrumental wise, like he's getting the, the sounds. Yes. No, it's like, dude, like from an engineering standpoint, from like a production standpoint, like I engineered and produced the truce record. So like just hearing that, I always respected the hell out of that. As soon as I got like got my feet wet in like in live sound and like studio sound and shit, I was like, how the fuck did Weird Al do all that? Like, who's his guy behind the board, you know? And then come to find out, sure, he had guys mixed and master, but he was pretty much producing and engineering all that shit himself, too. Doesn't surprise me. He's a genius, man. Anybody who's rocking the accordion with that skill level is a mad genius. Because you don't <laughs> just don't pick that fucking thing up. You know no. what I mean? Like, there's not a huge demand for accordion players. Like, Tommy no. Dorsey isn't touring anymore. Like, there's no. no reason to have an accordion. But you pick it up and you master it. That's pretty badass. Even yeah, the banjo. There's, there's, yeah. a, there's a demand for the banjo. Yeah. Never. Yeah. Never. No, now you got to do that. Someday. On yeah. one track, you got to pipe in an accordion somehow. That's no problem. You're giving me so many ideas. Between the Dave Grohl Lemmy band and now like, airing death metal guitars with accordion, like I'm pretty sure I'm going to break into a new fucking subgenre here at some point. Oh, you're gonna you're gonna literally like if you if you listen to that, you're gonna shit that Probot <laughs> album. I pick it up every once in a while and just play it straight through because it's just such a ripper. Because he loves those bands. Yeah, you know, and there was that huge. Uh, resurgence of like Motorhead and Lemmy right before he died. Yeah. And Grohl was right part of that, you know, just like he was part of the Tenacious D thing. Like he yeah. gets his feet in there. He's not, you know, smart dude, smart guy. Yeah. You know, uh, he's a real deal, man. That's for sure. So let's That's talk for- about, let's talk about Truce for a sec. Let's talk about what you guys, first, we're going to play uh, Doomsayer. Okay. Right after the interview. Do you want to tell us a little bit about it for the people? Doomsayer is, is a riff that I had for quite a long time, probably 
three or four years before I actually recorded the song. And the lyric content is really about somebody with like a negative narrative. And like, you know, we all have moments in life where we're, we're going to get down on some shit. You know, life isn't fair. It's up and it's down and it's left and it's right. But it's like, you can choose what to take from that, you know? And people I find that are, are constantly kind of living in the negative narrative and speaking negatively about others or kind of playing a victim role in, in life. It, it's just, it, that'll become your identity if you're not careful, you know? And doom, or doom say you all day through is the chorus. And it's just like, I can't, I can't, my energy can't stand that shit. And to be honest, that song was a bit of an X factor on the record. It was the last one that we recorded and it was kind of incomplete. And what I did was I recorded ghost guitars and sent them to our drummer, Dan Mills, and he recorded the drum parts for them. And when I got that song back, it was such a different song. And it literally pulled the lyrics right out of me just on what he did with the drums. And Dan has that ability. He does this thing where you send him ghost guitars and he sends you back a song that's 300% better with ideas that you just didn't even think of, you know? And uh, yeah, so that's that's kind of the backstory on Doomsayer. What was the, what was the moment when you were listening to these doom, these doomsayer, what was the what was the click that made you just get uh, it was filling you up enough where you had to get it out artistically? Like, what was the what was the was it just the general vibe? Because it is the general vibe right now that everybody's playing. Who's the biggest victim? But like, yeah. was it a person? Was it like it was it was a person. It was somebody that I was involved with um, for quite a long time. Like we were, her and I were together for quite a long period of time. And it was like towards the end of things, it just became completely apparent that no matter how much good or how much hope there was, that there was always going to be this kind of blanket of gray over everything. Mm-hmm. And I had so much time with this person that I myself had become subdued. And what what kind of broke us apart officially was me coming to the realization that this is where I'm going to stay if I allow myself to stay here. Yes. And when Danny sent it back, like it was just such a different song in my head. And when he sent it back, like I always write lyrics at the end, I write guitars and songs first and I write lyrics at the end, kind of when I have to, you know? And then uh, when he sent me that, it just like something happened, man. Like as soon as the drums kick in and the first riff, I was like, I know what this is going to be. I know exactly what this is going to be. So yeah. yeah, I went through a similar thing. It feels like you're walking around with like a lead blanket on. Dude, like it's, it's just like, so heavy. Everything's dude, so heavy. Totally. And life is like that. Like we get dealt all kinds of shit, but it's like you can really pick your spots with that. Everything can be a lesson or it can be another pound on that fucking, you know, on that yeah. piece of metal carrying around. It's like, fuck that, man. Life's too short, you know? Absolutely. Where's the big beers? Where's That's the it. big beers? Drink your big beers. Listen to some fucking rock and roll and laugh your fucking ass off. That's, That's what it. you should do. That's Fuck what you yeah. should do because you're going to eat shit. There's no yeah. doubt about it. Like everybody's yeah. having a shit sandwich. There's no doubt. But no, no you question. taste your shit sandwich with a shot of tequila and some <laughs> beer, maybe. I don't know. Not as, a, not as a lifestyle, but just as an escape. You know what I mean? No. Like have fun with your friends. Go to live shows. Go to yeah. live shows and just feel the energy from the people around you and the band. That'll pick yeah. you up. Absolutely. It should. It should. I man you're absolutely right and you know like i know the world has been a little bit of a different place the last couple of years but it's like things are opening up and it's coming back and people need to remember that that's still out there you know yes it's, it's still there and it's like so many people are so like-minded and so many people are at shows now it's so amazing to see music as a whole opening up back opening back up seeing bands tour seeing new records come out that aren't obvious like studio labor projects only like i'm seeing this new wave of like indie indie rock that's kind of coming out this kind of like popular thing amongst you know the generation um after me and it's like 
maybe it's not something I would like throw on and like go skating to, but like, man, it's awesome. And it's yep. changed. And people are excited about those live shows and about those new subcultures. And it's fucking sick to it see really it. It really is. It's yeah. unbelievable. It makes you so happy because if you're a fan of rock and roll and you see how it kind of really, uh, it really went away kind of for a while, like as a mainstream thing. And mm -hmm. I knew it wouldn't last and it is coming up hard. And I see kids wearing punk rock shit and it is, it's the younger generation, the, the Gen Zers, they love yeah. it. They love yeah. it because they're rebelling against the stuff that now at this point, they're they're kind of their moms and dads or whatever were listening to the stuff that sucks now. Yeah. So they yeah. got to rebel against it just like we did. You know, you don't yeah. put you don't listen to what your parents do unless it's a Beatles album. But I mean, like, you don't you know, what I mean, like you got to rebel and rock and roll is the rebellion again. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm super stoked to see kids picking up instruments left, right and center. And like I said, like this new sound that's coming out. There's a, it's weird. There's like a little bit of everything in it, man. Like I'm hearing rap in it and I'm hearing like 80 cents in it and I'm hearing rock and roll and I'm hearing like, it's just this complete mashup of sounds. And it's like, it's amazing to hear it. I'm so hopeful for it because things felt pretty fucking stagnant there for they a little did. while. They did. It was, it was weird. It was really weird. And now, like you said, it is, they're studying everything. Yeah. They like the sex pistols and they like Nirvana. Yep. Like they're, they're pulling from everywhere and making this amazing. Yeah, you're right. There's like, there's like a electronic in with it. Like they, they're just taken from everywhere from new wave from everything. Yep. And it's amazing. It really is yep. amazing, but it's yeah. musicians doing music. Well, there's that's no it. Auto tune. There's no. That's right. That's and, right, man. And that's a beauty. The, the, the scene that I grew up in when I was young, like in my like, you know, late teens, early 20s and just wanted to fucking play as fast as I could and just be as good as I could and just sweat and fucking bleed at shows and pass out. Like, that's all I want to fucking do is just breathe in it. It was kind of like a, it was a metal scene and it was like metal, metal core, like, you know, that kind of thing. And that I didn't realize that at the time was where I was from was a little bit of a closed minded kind of thing, a little bit of a closed minded scene. And it was like, if you came in with a Nirvana shirt, it was like, what the fuck are you wearing that for? And it's like, if you came in, you're like, man, do you guys ever heard the fucking Weezer's fucking, you heard this record? And they're like, I don't fucking care. You know? And it's like, <laughs> it's so rad. Kids don't give a shit about that anymore. I love that. It's just like an entire like blend of like, yeah, you know what? That is a great album. You know what? This new shit's rad too. And this fucking Joe Cocker song is amazing. And you're right. Fucking George Harrison songs rip and the Deftones fucking rip too. And it's like, it's so refreshing to see. And I, I will say, like, I have two young children. My my oldest is 12. And like seeing the way that they kind of operate within their social circle and things that they enjoy. There's not really a lot of judgment. Like when, when my day, it was so yeah, judgy. Absolutely. Was, we fucking totem pole of like what was acceptable and what wasn't. Absolutely, dude. Nowadays, they're just like, cool. It's like if that guy's got a got a good vibe. He's in. He's in the fucking band. And I love that, man. I'm really happy to fucking it, see that. And it's translating to music and it's beautiful, you know? It's it really, really has come because I remember like thinking around my buddies who were in like you just love gnarly shit that I never wanted to tell them that I thought that like Sarah McLaughlin. And like <laughs> I, I fucking do, man. I fucking like Sarah McLaughlin. I can't do much about it. That's the way it There's, is. So, what's not so, you know, really, what isn't to like? But What's I mean, I just remember thinking like, yeah, I better not let these guys know. Whereas yeah. like now I'd be like, yeah, like listen to Possession. It's dark as shit. You want to talk yep. about a heavy, a heavy song? The beat is heavy and the lyrics are terrifying. 
yeah. she's getting stalked. Like it's yeah. fucked. Listen to it. You know what I mean? Like I always tell yeah. anybody, listen to those songs because like heavy doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, it's Slayer. It, it, it Heavy is all sorts of different. People can get dark. You know yeah. what I mean? And that's heavy music. It's just, yeah, yeah it was clicky. It was clicky yeah. when we were young. Yeah, no, I hear you. And I'm so, I, like I said, man, I'm just so happy to see that that's starting to go away. Me too. To, you know, it's such a cool thing. If you pay attention to like the, the younger kids and kind of what they're doing and what they're into, at least in this pocket of the world where I am right now, it just doesn't seem like there's much division. And it's like when we were growing up, like aside from the music thing, like there wasn't a, a big concentration on like depression and anxiety. They didn't really know what autism was. There wasn't right. such a and diagnosis on ADHD and all of its forms and all this shit. So like when I was in public school and I was coming up and loving bands like Green Day and like Bush and like Nirvana and that kind of thing that sparked me when I heard distorted guitars, you know, there was kids like in the remedial class that just socially, you know, they had autism and they were just like geniuses in some areas of their life. But socially they were, they were, you know, considered inept. And it's like, yeah. it's so amazing now that all that information is out there and that people are willing to understand these things and that the general rule of acceptance is just there now. I and know it's, it's pretty great incredible man it's a great time to be alive despite the post-covid shit despite the world as it might be in some people's eyes like i said you know there's no doom saying over here man i'm 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 pretty stoked on what's happening around the world damn straight i love the vibe that's how i feel too i can't wait to see what's next that's the most exciting thing what's going to be next it's going to be fucking amazing i've been preaching it for years and i feel it or i would i wouldn't say it i'm not trying to give false hope i really feel it so what do you guys got coming up next like where can people and also tell us where they can buy the music listen to the music uh we're on all the all the streaming platforms where you'd find us uh spotify you know youtube apple music all the weird ones you know shazam and like all the all the weird like sub ones and maybe not too title and all that stuff um we're about to i don't know if you've heard of the motor league they're a big deal here in canada um and we're about to open for them on saturday at a festival in miramichi which is about an hour north of Moncton. So we're super stoked for that. And then we have our uh, Ontario rip trip, man. We're going from New Brunswick into Ontario to do eight dates in 10 days. And that's like the Toronto, Branton, Mississauga, Waterloo, the whole thing. Oh, that's fun. It's going to be sick. But we had a little bit of trouble like two days ago. Our bass player, um, Alex, uh, pulled out of the tour. And then he pulled out of the festival. And then today, literally about an hour and a half ago, he pulled out of the band. Oh, it was a progression of things. We wish Alex well, and we're very happy to say that we have our uh, our great friend and very accomplished musician, Mason Wilkins, filling in for him. Oh, beautiful. So we're very fortunate to have a fan and a friend in Mason enough. Uh, you know, he's such a he's such a competent player that he can just, he's picked it up already and he's done a fantastic job. So we're we're stoked to get out there. A little bit of a curveball, but hey, man, that's, that's what happens. You just roll with it, you know? Yeah. Who knows what yeah. it's going to inspire, though? Like that's that right. type of, that type of shit is the stuff that, you know, what is the saying? Uh, it's not something that was done to you. It was something that was done for you. Like, mm-hmm. you don't know, like this could be something, huge inspiration could come from a, a change like that. You know what I mean? You just don't know. It's it, no. it's an adventure. You're absolutely right, man. It is an adventure and everything happens for a reason. And Mason, man, like, I don't know if you've heard some of the leads on the record. That's Redmond. Like I'm the predominant songwriter in the band. Redmond is the lead guy putting ideas and flavor and spots. Dan's just a, you know, he's thunder and lightning on the drums, man. Like, and Mason's like that. Like we sent Mason the, the record or like, Hey man, can you do this? He sent me back our single Holy Roller. And you would think that fucking Cliff Burton did it like the way he played and how comfortable he is. And just kind of the things he did for the song to improve it from where those parts were. 
it's exactly what you just said, man. It's, it's, it's a, it's kind of an honor to have them over now. Like it's, it happened for a reason and it's happened in the right way. And that's a great track too. People Thanks. Listen, to that. listen to that one too. Spencer, thanks for coming on, buddy. Oh, man, it was my pleasure. Thank you both so much for what you're doing for independent music and music as a whole. We appreciate you guys to no end. And uh, thank you. Thank well, you so thank much. Thank you. And, we'll, and we'll, uh, we'll have you on again and we'll talk about more of everything. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Anytime, boys. We're at your disposal. Thank you so much. Later, my brother. Have a great one. Drive safe. Hey. Hell yeah. Thanks, guys. Listen to ProBot on the way. I will listen to ProBot. It's time for uh, Top Fucking Ten. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's episode 344. And now we're doing a top 10 next week. Then there's going to be a pause on the top 10 because we're not going to be around for a bit. Just heads up. Just heads up to the people. Yeah, we're going to let them know. Just ahead of time. <laughs> yeah. In case they're waiting for a new top 10. You're just going to be on hold. We're doing stuff. Stuff has to happen. Yeah, show's not done. Show's no. still doing stuff. Yeah, it's still going. The show is still going. I mean, there's going to be a show and it's going to be sick. It's a machine. It does not stop. It's a Terminator. It is a Terminator. It will not. What is your cat looking at is my question. She's hearing things. You see the cat? What are you doing? Sometimes, you know, cats, they're seeing every little thing. I have no idea. She's chasing nothingness. Or she's she's just looking, probably looking through another dimension or something. She's eating a bug. Could be a demon. I don't know. Oh. uh -oh. It's a cat. She's opening up a rift. She may open up a rift to another dimension. She's, yeah, she's on something. She's on it. Oh, my God. Yeah. The Huntress hunts. Well, either way, it's the cutest thing. Uh, it's adorable murder. That's murder the cutest cute. murder I've ever seen. Yeah. All right. Here is your top 10 for episode 344. Coming in at number 10 is Gears with Good Enough. Number nine, still in the charts, Word 66. But tonight is the night. Moving up is Lonnie Claire with Flock O Fakes. Reign of Z is number seven with Reflections. Number six is Jack Mystery with Mascara. Number five, Against the Sun with Undone. They just sent us a new track. We'll probably play that next week. Number four is Crying Club. It's a bad day to be a zebra. Number three is Kill Cody with So Long. Two is Bone with Rust. And one is P Mad with Sisters. That's your top 10 for episode 344. If you'd like to vote on the top 10, just direct message us at the Tully Dio show. That's the easiest way to do it now. Yeah. Yeah. So just do that. That's what we're doing now. Makes it easier. If you really want to be lazy about it, you just go on YouTube. Oh, yeah, that's a good way, too. Super lazy, though. Yeah, you know. DM us. Maybe you got a lot going on. But you got the DMs right there. It's all at your fingertips these days. Yeah, it's not hard. That's the show. Everyone. That's the show, episode 344. It's, it's in the can. I'm uh, Dio. Uh, I'm yeah, we're the Outlaws of Rock. And uh, we will be back next week with more new rock tracks and some interview and some talk and good times. And big beers and cheers, everybody. Get your big beers. Drink them up. Share with your friends. Share with your friends the good times.
whispered sighs sow the seeds of resentment. I'll try to save this night. You seem surprised I try so hard to ease the tension. I just don't Chips away at me. It shouldn't be this hard. Senses something's wrong, looks over his back. All he sees is stripes of it so black and white. And a patch of two grass swaying in the wind. He missed the lioness, obscured by cross. He sees too late when the zebra sees her. It's too late. She jumps out and he's on his back and she's got his neck.
tripped out inside of her mouth A ruthless death with foolishness A lesson to a world going on his head
The devils and the demons will always be there. 